We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Let's go. Rapid fire. We, we did over an hour on that part of the show. This is great. We Let's did. do some rapid fire now. I love it. All right. So Bill Bender from the Sporting News ranks Notre Dame as the number eight team in the nation of the college football playoff era. Here's the point system that he used to do the ranking. You got 10 points if you won a national championship, five points for being in the college football playoff, two points for being in a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, then they ranked 16 through one AP style. So you got points for that, you know, like uh, winning percentage. Uh, same deal for consensus All-Americans. They ranked 16 through one uh, NFL draft pick, 16 through one. And then one point if you got a Heisman Trophy winner, which I think is a little bit low. I was going to say that's honestly. a little low for a Heisman Trophy winner, but that's yeah. how Oklahoma it doesn't affect Notre list. Dame, but <laughs> it's a little bit low. Yeah. Um. So here's. Part of what he says about Notre Dame. Notre Dame belongs in the top 10 on the strength of multiple playoff appearances, six seasons with double-digit wins. Irish finished 4-8 and eight in 2016, but they are 63-13 and 13 over the last six seasons. Only schools with better records are Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. Irish have slipped out of the top 10 in NFL draft picks since 2014, and Marcus Freeman led the team to nine wins in 2022. Notre Dame marks the end of the second tier of schools on the list. There is another drop before we reach number nine. That's from Bill Bender. And Alabama's number one. They scored 162 points. Clemson, 120 and a half. Ohio State, 108. Georgia, 98 and a half, which really, like, their dominance has only come on in the last right. few years, really. But that's like the top four. And then there's a yeah. drop off. Right. And then yeah. it goes from 98 and a half at number four down to Oklahoma at number five, 59 and a half. LSU 56 and a half, Michigan 48 and a half, Notre Dame 45 and a half. And now you've got another big drop to number 10 from Notre Dame at 45 and a half to Oregon at 21, then Wisconsin, Florida, and Penn State. So what do you think about where Notre Dame ended up in all this? Is you know anything else that jumps out at you? So I agree that they are a top a tier two team. I, I mean, you can't unless you like put on multiple rose-colored glasses, like you can't put them in tier one. I mean, that's right, it's ridiculous, right? But I think they do belong in tier two, uh, and and but I do think the order of tier two is negotiable. That's what I'll say. But I think they belong. Well, it's it's not two. negotiable based on the based point on this, system, that right? Game but, up with. Right. It, it's 
it's, it's painful like, to see Oklahoma, LSU, and Michigan ahead right. of Notre Dame. Okay. And like, you it know, is. if you if you take out LSU winning a national championship, like they they've cranked out some NFL talent, but you take out that national championship and they're just barely ahead of Notre Dame. And yeah, that that's true. Because they've only had the one playoff appearance so far. And obviously what boosts Notre <laughs> Dame point. is is multiple playoff appearances. I would say, like, I'm not sure. Like, if I'm going to look at his list of criteria, I get most of them. But again, like, shouldn't you get more than one point for having a Heisman Trophy winner if you're giving, you know, multiple points for having consensus All-Americans, which Notre Dame has had a few of. but Which is pro- what NFL helps them get the number picks, up there. Yeah, like the NFL draft picks, you know, you know, I get it. It's like if you have elite talent, they end up getting drafted. You know, they they turn into draft picks and that kind of thing. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not sure what having NFL draft picks really has to do with who you like, who you are sure. as, you know, in the college football as playoff. a program. Because yeah, right. Yeah, you can you can be a good to a very good player, and you know, on a great team and not play in the NFL, Sure, you know? So that's like, I'm, I'm not sure why that's a criteria in this. That would be like, if I'm going to look at, you know, his, his data points and what, that would be the biggest thing for me. There, there should be more points for winning a Heisman. I don't know that having guys drafted into the NFL should be, uh, you know, a, a factor in this. I, I do like the fact that they do take into account all Americans though. Uh, I I do like that because all Americans and NFL draft picks aren't exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times to make all American, you've got to be on a pretty decent team, right? And it's not necessarily the case for NFL draft picks. Sometimes it is like if you happen to play for the Georgia defense, then that will get you drafted, obviously. So look, I, again, I think Notre Dame is in the right tier. Again, I would, argue the but you can't argue the numbers you can just argue the way that they put the numbers together but they are they're a tier two team they are and that's where they belong and so i would say of all of the 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 ridiculous ranking systems and things that people have come up with i would say that this is probably one of the more accurate ones right if you're you're ranking programs like, like patrick says we beat LSU several times. Okay, well that's true, but LSU has won a national championship and Notre right. Dame hasn't. And and exactly. this is the top teams of the college football playoff era. The goal of, you know, the first goal is get to the playoffs. Second goal is win the national championship. And like it or not, LSU's won a national championship much more recently than Notre Dame. Absolutely. Um, but I think we're you know, again like like to the talent and the development and all that kind of stuff. I think where Notre Dame has been. And the lack of overall draft picks really speaks to the fact that the program, you know, has won a lot of games despite having the, you know, real yeah. truly elite guys that Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia have. And that is tier one. You know, those four teams, those are the four teams winning the national championships with the exception of LSU, you know, that one-off that they sure. had. But, you know, then, then again, you know, like you want to get better over the next 10 years. Well, you just keep recruiting more guys you're going to have more guys that end up being draft picks and in that whole thing and you know that's that's essentially what it comes down to just keep recruiting better absolutely you do that you're going to be more competitive in these there's games. A, you're going to start winning these games there's a lot of draft picks on Notre Dame's roster right now i will say right. that so we'll uh we'll get to the we'll get to the uh, Pat Fitzgerald stuff here in just a second um cuz i see you know there's a lot of uh talk okay. going on about it in the chat 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are 47 days to go until Notre Dame and Navy open the season. Jason Onye wears number 47. A lot of people might not have known that because it's such a weird number for him. Much of tackle. I know. I haven't seen much of him the last couple of years. But Jason and Justin Adamalola each had three sacks last season. Do you buy or sell Jason Onye topping that number this season? I actually buy it. I think that he is going to be a breakout. Uh, player, I think he's going to be a dis- more of a disruptive player than the Twins were. Uh, I, I just think he's going to have a chance to get in the backfield. And I, the only hesitation I have is that he feels like this year's version of Riley Mills last year. And Riley Mills didn't live up to the billing. He had a good True. year. He True. didn't have a great year, right? People were calling, you know, saying he was going to have this huge breakout year. Didn't have that. But I, I think Jason Onye, I think the light bulb has gone on for him. I think the – because he was kind of a big ball of clay when he got to Notre Dame. And it was going to take some time in the weight room and from a, a technical standpoint, all of those things. All of those things have kind of all gotten to this point. I think he, I think he surpasses it. I'm going to say he goes over the three. I do too. And, you know, like I would – I think that he could even – come close to you know like their combined production of six sacks i'm not you know come close to i mean you make a good point about riley mills i think the difference that i like just watching a little bit of jason onye the you know in the spring is because of the fact that he is a little longer but he is also really strong and he you know started off as a defensive end he reminds you a little bit of you know, like Jerry Tillery, just, you know, like, and, and, and I'm not trying to say he's going to be Jerry Tillery. So don't like, let's, let's not, I'm just saying like, you know, from the body and the strength and the fact that he does have pass rush type skills, you know, a guy with pass rush type skills moving inside and can also be disruptive in there. So I'm pretty excited about it. I think he'll get at least 
three sacks, if not more this season. Yeah, I, I, he's going to have a big year. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the linebackers getting better this year with, you know, some of the other talent that's on the defensive line. I just, I just think he's going to have an opportunity to benefit not only from his own talent, but from the talent around him. Right. So the breaking news that has happened just within the last few minutes here, Pat Fitzgerald fired at Northwestern. Uh, days after details surface alleging graphic instances of hazing within the program, according to multiple reports. They were initially going to just suspend him without pay for two weeks. They have made the move to firing the Daily Northwestern student newspaper is the outlet that broke this story. So uh, according to multiple reports, Pat Fitzgerald is out. What do you think, Vince? Based on everything that I've read and, you know, the the information that I have at my fingertips right now, obviously, Northwestern has more information than you and I do. Let's just be obvious about that, right? But this day and age, if there's even a hint of impropriety, you're not going to you're not you're not going to save your job like that's just not going to happen. Whether he knew about it or not, he's he's the easy scapegoat at Northwestern. Now. I will say that if he didn't know about it that's almost as big of a problem. Like it speaks I feel, even more. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like, I feel like, I feel like he knew about it because I don't know how he couldn't know about it. He's been coaching there since 2006. You're telling me that things happen in that program that he doesn't know about. I got a hard time with that. I really do. Yeah, exact. Gosh, seemed longer than 2006, but you're right. I mean, but that is 17 years. He's been that's there a long for time, yeah. a long time. And there, there are multiple players since this report has come out, multiple former players coming yeah. out and saying he absolutely knew about it, you know, and they're talking about all this. And you just, it, it's, it's, I, I think you're absolutely right. If he did know about it, you know, you, you can't let that kind of stuff happen if he didn't know about it. And this kind of stuff is as widespread as they're saying. It speaks even worse of you, yeah. I think. And it, it's, it's just, I thought hazing was was out a long time ago. You know, like it's one thing to make the freshman carry a little bit of extra equipment and and right. stuff like that. But to, I don't have a problem to, with that. To do this, yeah, I don't either. But to do the stuff that that they're talking about having these guys do, and like you see people who've been trying to defend him on Twitter. You know, there's like, well, that's not the Pat Fitzgerald I know. Are you really going to tell me? That, you know, you, you don't know somebody who's, you know, been one person, you know, when, when you know, they're, they're public persona and there's somebody completely different when the doors are closed. Right. I mean, come on. And so I just, it's a shame, but. It is. It is. I, I, you just, yeah. you can't, that, that stuff can't, that kind of stuff can't happen right. today. Yep. Completely agree. And like I said, even if he didn't know about it. He's his job. He's he's the leader. He, you're the leader. You're you're the guy in charge. And if this stuff happens on your watch, then you got to take the fall, man. Like I don't yeah. have an issue with that. Patrick says football coaches are too controlling to have him not know exactly, and that's exactly right. And you know, supposedly there was kind of a coded little, you know, like he would do something, and you know, that like was a kind clap of clap over the head or something. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know, yeah, but exactly. there's no way. There's no way. I'm sorry. There's no way. Yeah. All right. So fill in the blank. 
Cincinnati Reds rookie Ellie De La Cruz stealing second, third, and home in succession against Milwaukee this weekend was blank. Terrible baseball played by the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> I, I watched the replay. Obviously, I'm not watching Reds-Brewers games, right? So I watched the replay. Legitimate steal of second. Beat the throw. Great job, right? Then there's another pitch. Then on the next pitch, he steals third. The reason he steals third is because the third baseman is playing where the shortstop plays. It's like the mini shift because they can't, you got to have two guys on either side of the base, you know, and I get that. But they basically have a shift on. There's There's no way that the third baseman can even get there. So there's not even a throw to third. I mean, look, great heads up play by De La Cruz. Don't get me wrong. But they basically gave him third base. They gave him third base because they're not even covering. Like the third baseman didn't even move. He didn't even take one step towards third base when De La Cruz took off for third. I mean, bad, bad, bad. And then the pitcher takes the ball, turns his back, and just starts walking back to the mound. And De La Cruz is already halfway off of third base because they're not holding him on because the third baseman's still playing shortstop. Right. And so he turns his back. takes off. He only had 45 feet to go. It was like, a little league steal of home. Like <laughs> it was unba- it was embarrassing, is what yeah. it was. Like total laziness on the part of the Brewers. He and three bases on two pitches. Yeah. Just three bases on two pitches. <laughs> it's just it was so it was just uh, look again, it's a heads up play by De La Cruz. I give I give him all the credit in the world, but it was pure laziness and analytics that got the Brewers into this mess in the first place. Right. That's exactly right. You know, like teams are getting away from analytics and just what you said, analytics stuck them where, you know, it's like a third baseman who doesn't know how to think for himself because yeah. somebody's told him, well, you've got to told him you've got to stand 15 <laughs> feet away from third base. And he never even thought about going over there. Once a guy just stole third base to try to cover. And then, like I say, he steals three bases on two pitches. He and, was halfway yeah. off a of third base yeah. when the pitcher got the ball returned to him from the catcher. Jesse did something like that in middle school. Like he didn't steal the, the first two bases, but he was at third base and he was like, he's like, and I was coaching, you know, like third base and he goes, can I go here if I get, you know, my spot? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so same thing, you know, he starts leading off third, you know, the pitcher throws a pitch, catcher throws it back to him. Pitcher turns his back and starts walking you know, back across the mound, Jesse takes off for home and just steals home. It's like, it's basically, you know, a little bit different, but that's essentially pretty much the same thing. Take advantage of guys who aren't paying attention. It was beautiful. I mean, like this guy is obviously burst onto the scene and he is a, just a great athlete. And like every time he steps to the plate or he's out there on the field, he's just doing something flashing that athleticism that he's got. He's, did you see that? When when they were playing the Nationals, I don't know if it was this recently or not, but they with the tried to check the bat stuff. Yeah, was that yeah. recently? I just saw the video it was today. Last week. It okay, was last week. Yeah, they're checking the because he like ground out the the nozzle of the, or the the end of the bat or whatever. Which I don't see how that helps you in any way. It's not like it was court. They they had a, they zoomed in on it and he just like kind of filed it down or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, fine, I won't use this bat. Boom, second deck shot. Like <laughs> right. 
<laughs> just and then he turns around. Did you see what he did? He turns around. He points at the bottom of the bat. Uh-huh. Oh, that was it was fan. It was great. It was perfect. I, know. I loved it. I know it was great. Kind of guy that everyone wishes they had on their team. <laughs> Pretty much. Seriously, yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fill in the blank. The Major League Baseball draft started last night, and it's blank. They held the draft inside the Seattle Seahawks' Lumen Field. They are really trying to turn the MLB draft into like the NBA or the NFL draft, which is never going to happen. Because the baseball draft is way too long. Just not the way same too interest. long. Yeah. I had no idea that that was the case, by the way. Because I've always, when the draft rolls around, first of all, it's in the middle of the season, which is a terrible timing for the draft. And well, but I realize why they it, do because it. Because it used to be in June, you know, like right before, you know, like they, like for a while it, it was like, right before super regionals and then like it was during super regionals and then it was right before the college world series they finally put i kind of liked them making it part of all-star weekend personally. yeah you know, i mean you like might as well because i know why on. they have to do it now so that they get these guys into rookie ball and they get to play the fall league and they get to do all that stuff so you can't really do it in the off season because you can't have these college guys waiting around and think you know so I understand why they have to do it in the middle of their season, which no other sport has to do. Uh, but it's so stinking long that I always just look at the recap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not watching right. the draft live uh, for baseball because because they're so not long. like they're not like NBA or NFL where guys. they're going to make an instant impact. Round, like where right. you like you don't know most of their names. Absolutely, you know? they're either Absolutely. high school guys and not enough. Like if you're front, you know, if you're a fan of the SEC, obviously you know, Paul Skeens and um, uh, Cruz, you know, the guys from LSU who went one and two in the draft last night, you know, like everybody from the SEC knows them. Or if you watched a little bit of the College World Series, you know them. But otherwise, there's just not a lot of name factor like you have in the first round of the NFL where everyone's talking about it or the NBA with Wimbanyana and all that kind of stuff. Well, you're never – and. The NBA has a little bit of what you're talking about because when they get to these overseas guys and stuff like that. But the other problem with with Major League Baseball is that when these guys get drafted in the first round, you're not going to see them play for your team for years most of the time, like multiple years. So it that instant gratification that everybody's looking for doesn't exist. Not near, you know, again, not nearly the same as the NBA or the NFL. Right. They'll, they'll sweep them up and they'll like it, for the Cubs, for example, they'll sweep up the guy that they drafted 13th or whatever, and they'll take him to Wrigley Field. They'll put a jersey on him. They'll do a photo shoot. And then they send them to Florida for rookie ball. Like you're never going to hear from them for I, three years. I just thought it was odd, though. Like when coverage of the draft started, they, they're doing an aerial and they're showing the top of the Seattle Seahawks football stadium, <laughs> and it is filled with MLB draft. Like, the football field is covered with, you know, like, draft stage, and you've got ESPN set up huh. and MLB. Like, 
but it's inside the football stadium. Why are you doing it inside the football stadium? You've got you've got the place where the baseball team plays. You know, even if you're not going to do it inside, because I don't know if they were. I mean, they could have been practicing. Or something. Were still playing yesterday. Like, yeah. Why are you doing it inside the football stadium? I don't. Fig- I don't figure out a team. That. Figure out a baseball team that's on the road and do it in their stadium. Because not only are they on the road, but they're going to be on the road. And then there's the All Star break again. Like, there's plenty again, of time to set up and tear want, down. If you want to do it at the same place that the All Star game is taking place, I get it. But why not just do it like right outside? Yeah. The baseball you know, park, if That's you don't true. want to do it inside. I just thought it was very odd that you're doing the major league baseball draft inside an NFL team's yeah. stadium. Agreed. So, like what? It's like they're mooching off big brother. What purpose did that serve? Home run derby is tonight. Or actually before the home run derby, we are at the all-star break. The home run derby is tonight, but all-star break Cubs, great Fergie Jenkins says they should bring back the old-timers game during the All-Star break. Do you buy or sell that? Well, now that all the guys that I watched growing up and watched when I was younger that are my age aren't playing anymore, yes, bring back the old-timers game because I want to see those guys play some more. Yes, 100%. 20 years ago, I might have said, I don't give a crap about the old-timers game. Now it's going to be all the guys that I grew up loving to watch. And so I want to watch them again. My thoughts exactly like that's because, you know, like they do this, um, like the futures game and all that stuff. Nobody knows who the futures guys are. You know who the old timers are. Right. Might be some guys who, you know, struggle a little bit to actually play baseball, but you're, you're exactly right. Like there you put like, let the young people of today, kind of get to see some of these guys maybe they never got to see or they got to see you know several years ago i would definitely be for that i think it would be a really good idea and going back to what we were just talking about with the draft patrick says do it at the field of dreams i don't think that's a bad idea at all do the the, uh, major league baseball draft out there in uh, the middle of the cornfields of iowa doing it field of dreams I don't know if Vince is gone or if I'm gone. Are you still there, Vince? <laughs> so Vince just texted me saying that uh, his uh, his uh, computer is restarting. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Thank you, though, for the super chat. Maltavius, he said, did Rudy's brother shack up with his ex-girlfriend? In the movie, he did anyway. I don't know that uh, that happened in real life, but definitely in the movie. All right, so that's going to do it for tonight's show. Vince's computer reached its limit there at the end, and it did a reboot. And uh, so it it, it could be a little bit, so we're not going to wait for him to come back in because we were right at the end anyway. Thanks for being here tonight. Hit the like button on your way out, and we will be back tomorrow. Oh, there he is. (laughs) No idea what just happened. You got back quicker than I thought you would. Me too. I don't know what happened, but here I am. So all all of a sudden, my computer just went blank. (laughs) No idea what just happened. Did you pick your your, uh, home run derby champ? I did not. Go ahead. Who you got tonight? Pete Pete Alonzo is the favorite. He's going for a three-peat, man. Like, yeah, that's gonna be tough. Like, go 
going for a three-peat is going to be really, really hard. I just don't know that that's even realistic. I mean, so I'm going to take Vlad Guerrero Jr., young guy. Okay. It's all about stamina, and so I'm going to take Vlad. I'm just going to go with Pete Alonzo. He's shown, as you said, that he can do it two years in a row. And it seems like, you know, some of these other guys, like you would think that the bigger guy, like endurance might be the thing. But it seems like for these smaller guys, endurance has kind of become the thing. And big old Pete Alonzo has figured out (laughs) how to do it. So I'll ride with with Pete Alonzo. He's one of three guys in in this contest tonight that has 26 home runs. Going in. Mookie Betts is another, but he has some of the worst odds going in. Adley Rushman, the Baltimore Orioles rookie, his dad is going to be pitching to him tonight. Oh, so that's okay. going to be pretty cool. I do, I yeah. do, I do think that like the storylines about who's pitching and like those are some fun storylines during the all-star break. I, I I dig that kind of stuff. Right. Like when Chuck Ristano pitched to Trey Mancini yes. a few years back. Notre Dame pitching, awesome. Former Notre Dame pitching coach. Yep. All right, well, you got back just in time to wrap things up. So we will talk to you tomorrow. Hit the like button, subscribe, rate, review, and we will talk to you then on Ivy Nation Sports Talk. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.